The Palaszczuk government has a huge problem on, a, on its hands when it comes to relationships with local councils. So they don't get on with the Gold Coast Mayor, Tom Tate. They cannot stand Adrian Schrinner. They don't even invite him as the deputy chair of BOCOG and one of the integral parts of the Olympics. They don't even invite him to the announcement that they're going to build stadiums for the Olympics. And then there was this huge blue between Schrinner and Transport and Main Roads Minister Mark Bailey this week about that Northwest Transport Corridor. The Moreton Bay Regional Council is less than impressed with how the state government's been handling the population growth and social housing crisis in that part of the southeast. Moreton has the fastest growing population of any of the councils here. And my next guest is quoted as saying, the state government's regional planning has persistently underestimated the population growth in the Moreton Bay Regional Council area. And this has led to persistent underplanning and underinvestment by state government agencies. So the council is taking matters into its own hands ahead of a state government industry briefing, which is taking place on March 15th. So what's that, five days' time? About a $2 billion housing investment fund for developers to build social housing sites. Peter Flannery is the mayor of the Moreton Bay Regional Council. Welcome back to Brisbane Live, Peter. Thanks, Brittany. How are you? Oh, I'm really well, thanks. Now, what's what's your council announced today? Yeah, well, we've thought we've got to step up to the plate, Brittany, and try and uh, play our role in sol- solving this uh, homelessness crisis that's not yep. only in Morton Bay, it's in Queensland, South Australia, um, is what we need to do as a local government. So we brought our policy out last week that we um, endorsed, and it's a, the attraction of affordable and social housing policy uh, for Morton Bay. So we're trying to encourage... Um, Applicants, or whether um, uh, housing, housing developers, social housing developers, that will are happy to reimburse not only their application costs but also their infrastructure charges for the whole um, project that has relation to social and affordable housing back to them. So it makes their financial model a little bit more um, stacks up a little bit better, and hopefully encourage some development up into our area of uh, providing those kind of facilities. That's massive application costs, and we know when developers are developing you know, an estate or, or anything, big apartment blocks, that the infrastructure cost around that is quite significant. So this is pretty generous from the council. Yeah, it is. We've identified where we'd like to see it. So we've got a map out with uh, certain areas, of particularly Redcliffe. It's homelessness is a big problem there yeah. uh, with social housing, Caboolture, and also down through Strathpine and a few suburbs in between. So we've got a map out there saying if you want to look at building some kind of affordable and social housing, well, we'd like to see a blend of that together in one, one uh, unit, one complex. Yeah. Then come have a chat to us. Um, we're happy to, to try and help and lean in where we can and, and solve that problem and provide a, a roof over people's head as quickly as possible. So you're you're trying to do this. There's this $2 billion housing investment fund for developers. How does that work from the state government and you getting some access to it? Well, we're we're not really wanting access to that funding. We're saying to the social housing providers, and there's a number of um, builders out there that actually build these kind of facilities and manage them themselves. We're saying, uh, come on board with us. Yeah. You know you've got a tight financial model there to look at, and if you come on board and do something like that within the areas we're looking at within Morton Bay, we'll waive those fees and those infrastructure charges so your model stacks up a bit better. Yeah. So hopefully you get a better better product out the end of it. So they apply for that $2 billion funding through the state. Yeah. And uh, we won't, like I said, lean in. And then come up here. Yes. So, yeah. so they apply for it through the state, and then you're wanting to attract them to the Morton Bay council area and to build it there. How is your cooperation with the state government going, Mayor? 
Um, ebbs and flows. Yeah. <laughs> Depends on which department it is. We try and, uh, you know, I'm not political, I don't belong to a political party, so I try and treat people that have been put in there uh, to do a job by the, by the residents, by the taxpayers, and that we should get along and work together and, and get as many of these issues addressed as possible and, and not play politics. So uh, I like to be open and frank with people and let them know that this is a problem. We're happy to work with it. We won't have partnerships here in Moreton Bay, whether it's with state government, federal government, government or private enterprise. Yeah. And just solve some of these problems and get them, get them sorted instead of pushing them out all the time. I, I think um, the city of Brisbane... It's it's kind of odd, you know. There's there's north siders, there's south siders, you know. There's people that live down on the bay. There's people that live over in the western suburbs, you know, Canmore, Mogul, places like that. And even though we understand our city and our region, we get up to the north coast, the south coast. I think the regular Brisbane person does not understand the size of the explosion that's gone on in the Moreton Bay Regional Council. Would I be fair in saying that, Mayor? Yeah, I think you, you hit the nail on the head there, uh, Brini. The Even the regional plans for the last 18 years yep. um, have been underestimated the number of people who are moving into our area by up to 50% at times, and they're huge numbers. And we're getting between ten and 12,000 people a year now moving into our area. Yeah. Uh, so we're providing that housing, providing those infrastructure, and providing those jobs. And when that regional plan doesn't uh, estimate those figures, then it affects the whole funding mechanisms of the yeah. state coming and what departments are going to fund what, where, and when. And uh, we think we've been affected by that in the past years. And once again, it's like the local government trying to pick up those uh, pieces and try and provide as much as possible as we can. So we'd like them to review all that and have a fresh look at it all and uh, give us the support that we need. Getting in and out is obviously an issue. We all see what happens on the Bruce Highway and there's always some project going on there to make it better and more accessible to get up to the north. And we saw all the work go on getting people to Redcliffe and areas like that. This northwest transport corridor that was the subject of the enormous blue between Adrian Schrinner and the Transport Minister Mark Bailey this week, its basic function is to get people through the northern suburbs of Brisbane better, whether it's an underground tunnel, underground rail, overground rail. The land was put away 40 years ago by former Prime Minister Malcolm Fraser, I think it was 1983. What's your opinion, considering this is people heading to and from your council area, what's your opinion on that transport corridor? Yeah, we've had too much involvement with it at all. It's it's you know, Brisbane City Council. It's in, it's in their zone, but it funnels people to you. If it connects up to our network to the north too, and it's probably a prime example of where um, at TMR level when they have the metro area and then they have the uh, the north coast, which we're the southern end of the north coast uh, TMR area, um, the, often the two areas don't talk to each other. So from a state perspective, that interaction and that uh, modelling doesn't happen. Uh, and also probably this is a good example where you know, in between council boundaries that modelling doesn't uh, yes. tend to flow through and look at each other. So you've got to take the holistic approach to it all and uh, with anything, it's probably an example of where you need to step back and say, who's the best one to, to manage this this project and get on and manage it? And uh, let's get the, with the future forecasts put in place correctly and uh, get some planning done rather than just arguing and squabbling about who's right and who's wrong. Yeah, that's right, because the people in your area would be the beneficiaries. It's the same as when you want to extend or widen the M1 to the Gold Coast. Well, you're dealing with the Logan Council, the Gold Coast City Council, the Brisbane City Council can't say, hey, we're going to put this big thing all the way to the edge of our boundary. We don't know what happens to them after that. Anyway, Peter Flannery, thanks so much for your time this afternoon on Brisbane Live. Have a fantastic weekend and we'll see what happens. And let's hope that developers have heard the message and that your phone's running hot. 
Yeah, thanks, Brini, and go the Dolphins. <laughs> Sorry, yes, yes, go the Dolphins. 